Welcome to the Wealth Academy podcast. Wealth is more than just money, where you will hear leading professionals share expert advice on how to become financially free, generate wealth, and legacy wealth. If you want to discover how to enhance your money mindset through strategies, tools, and techniques, then this is the podcast for you. Your host, Paul Lawrence Van, is a financial coach, two-time number one international best-selling author, course creator, and he has been assisting clients to enhance their understanding of money management to become debt-free, discover ways to build wealth, and to generate legacy wealth for over 18 years. Will you be next? Here is your host. And it's day 14 of the National Financial Literacy Month, and this series hosted by me, Paul Lawrence Van. I hope you're doing great and welcome to another wonderful episode of Wealth Academy Podcast. And remember our mantra, what is it? Drum roll, please. Wealth is more than just money. And indeed it is. And one of the reasons why uh, that's our mantra, this is my mantra, is because we know that even if you have all the wealth in the world, if you don't have good health, If you don't have friends, you don't have family, you don't have love, compassion, you don't have peace in life, all of that money means absolutely nothing. So well-lived life is one whereby we are able to live with love, joy, peace, and happiness. So thanks for joining me on this episode of Wealth Academy Podcast. And our topic today is none other than student loan debt and you. And the reason why I bring this up is because it's such a travail for a lot of people who will try to attend college. For example, I know of an individual that was applying for college. The college accepted them. And then they said, "Okay, we're going to send you the financial aid package. Well, the financial aid package happened to be loans, all student loans, no scholarship, nor grant. Now, this student has over 4.0 grade point average excellent student, community service, volunteering, you name it. And yet what it tells us is, is that the the colleges obviously make a percentage of the student loans that are out there. And as a result, they don't want to see anything else. And get this, their endowment for the school is very good. They have a very strong endowment. And uh, unfortunately, that's what uh, students are up against today. So uh, our topic is, is very uh, meaningful for a lot of people. And understand this, the Biden administration recently extended the student loan debt payment period. It was supposed to occur in March, and now it's been moved to August 31st. And I guess that gives some time for members of Congress and, and for the um, White House to come up with some way of helping to relieve students of all of this burden that they have. In other words, what this means is, is that uh, the students, the price of college tuition, room and board fees and more cost a lot more than it used to. And uh, students, of course, most of them do not have a job. They do not employ. They won't have to pay the loans back until they graduate. But by then, they may have, I, I looked at the student who had uh, the, the offer from the college financial aid package for four years, that would be $178,000. Now, there's no job that pays that much money uh, for a student when they come out. So a student would literally be paying for the student loan the rest of their life or 
never pay it off. And that's the problem. So let's get into this. Now, uh, student loan debt is, is almost as routine today as a car loan or credit card debt. I mean, it's just a normal thing nowadays because most people do not save money for college and people don't earn that much on the average where they can afford to pay $40,000, $50,000 a year for college. So uh, most students uh, don't ask if they're, they're going to college, but rather where they will go. And it may not be until a few decisions later that they consider how to afford the tuition. So years later, when school ends and real world living begins, the afterthought of student loan uh, takes its toll and the bills start rolling and these, these uh, institutions, student loan uh, companies, uh, they make tons of money, I'm sure into the billions. Now, here are some facts surrounding student loans. Uh, 40 million Americans or more have at least one outstanding student loan. I didn't because I had grants my entire four years of college, but that was back in the day. <laughs> uh, the, what what uh, students pay now per class is what I paid per year. And so that gives you an idea of just how outlandish things have gotten with people, uh, students attending college. It's gone whack-a-mole is the term people use. It's gone out of control. So Americans owe more than 1.2 trillion in student loans. And this represents 6% of the total national debt. And, and one thing I, I uh, did some research on was is that colleges overall through the United States, the enrollment is down by 1 million students. And I'm pretty sure one of the reasons why is uh, what happened with uh, the pandemic with COVID-19. And a lot of students are uh, going to college online and some are just deciding they'll start their own business or they'll just get a job and uh, rather than going into a lot of debt. And I know Generation Z is that way. They don't want to be in a whole lot of debt. Uh, if a company wants to hire them, they may get a company to hire them and bring them on and provide them with a scholarship. Now, uh, the average borrower graduates from college owing $29,000. And that in itself is, is uh, sufficient in terms of uh, that could be a new car. <laughs> so uh, it, it all depends. So now uh, paying attention to loans while you're still in school, uh, in addition to signing the promissory note for your loans, take the time to examine exactly when your first payment will be due and how much it will be. And begin saving money to repay your loans. Uh, if you can work on a few, few hours during the week, on the weekends or just holidays and summers, you can begin your post-college years with a surplus of money that can direct directly uh, go towards the loans. Some things to do and, and don't do is do find out when your grace period ends for that student loan and don't miss your first payment because you forgot to mark your calendar. And so uh, this is uh, very important uh, and gives that responsibility so uh, for those of you who are watching this uh, video, uh, I have here a picture of student loan debt, some nice Chris Benjamins in there. And it's just, we need some debt, debt relief. Student loan debt relief is what is, what is needed. Uh, but uh, when you look at uh, Congress and you look at the White House, they're looking at the parents. They want the parents to do it, where the parents in most cases are in almost some near retirement are in retirement. And so uh, it will take away 
from the parents' uh, livelihood if they were to uh, take up the debt for the student loans. And it's offered not only to the student, but to the parent as well. How about that? <laughs> They're getting two birds with one stone, as they say. So uh, another thing to consider is um, when it comes to student loan debt, you have to stay in control when you leave a graduate. In other words, when the time to start paying comes, you have options for repayments. So the federal government offers longer term payment plans as well as graduated repayment options, uh, which allow you to bulk up your income and get some job experience under your belt before making larger monthly payments. And from there, your next step will be making payments on time and reducing the principal, if possible, by paying more than the minimum that is due. And for public service careers, you may qualify for loan forgiveness. So if you work for the federal government or even the state government, and some do's and don'ts surrounding this is do make more than the minimum payment to reduce your principal and don't skip payments or accrue late fees. So to me, um, I think something needs to be done on the legislative area in Congress where they can go back and they can reconsider these student loan debts. Now, for those who can't afford it, you have a 529 program set up for your child. That's one thing. But another one is uh, putting these, stu these student loans out there for children who are unbeknownstly, they're just simply trying to get through college, right? And if that's the case, just like when I did, uh, looking down the road, if you will, from the first semester or first year of college to your fourth year, and you're averaging, let's say, $40,000 a year, that's a lot of stress, a lot of pressure. And there's no guarantee a student will receive a job uh, when they uh, graduate from college. So I think more needs to be done. And uh, perhaps this is an area I can investigate more to try to help out because I used to work on Capitol Hill. And uh, I think it's just going to come down to uh, Congress, in addition to the White House, are going to come up with some other options to help the students out. So um, when repayment isn't an option, here we go. Now, during certain seasons of life, uh, your income may be severely limited, i.e. like the pandemic or the Great Recession in 2007 to 2009. And uh, you may be severely limited and affording student loan payments just as impossible. But fortunately, loan services are aware that situations like this occur and have precautions in place to help students get through these difficult times. Qualifying circumstances like unemployment, uh, health problems can make you eligible for deferment or forbearance, which allow you to temporarily postpone or reduce payments. Contact your loan services to find out your options. If you just ignore your loans, your account may receive delinquency or a default status. And of course, this impacts your, your credit rating. So the do's and don'ts of this, when repayment isn't an option, it concludes and uh, reads, uh, do communicate with lenders if you are unable to make payments. Always making that communication line, letting people know, uh, you know, I can't pay now, but here's the circumstances and they may just make some adjustments to help you. And the things you don't do is to ignore student loans when you're struggling financially. And this can happen to almost anyone. So I would have to say uh, that uh, going forward, if you have a child like me, who's about to go to college, uh, you want to be able to help them with their financial aid package, look for other sources of, of uh, 
monies uh, for tuition, for room and board, and, and things of that nature. But it's a lot different now than when I went to school. And I was in the military, so the military would pay of my advanced degrees, they would pay 75% of that. So maybe some students can consider uh, going to the military for four years, become a commissioned officer, or even enlisted for that matter, and serve a certain number of years, you'd be able to pick up some some scholarships or grants that way as well, at least from the officer side, I know. So um, this is what I wanted to cover today. And uh, the thing about student loan, it's more of a normal thing, but it, it, it should, should not be. There should be some ways to reduce the cost of attending colleges now. And when you look at endowments of certain colleges, uh, sitting there, let's say if you're at Harvard, I believe they're looking at maybe 40 or 50 billion uh, that they have in terms of their uh, endowment. So they can afford to give more uh, scholarship monies, whereas a smaller school, say a HBCU, may not have an endowment of that size. And so it does make a difference of what school you go to. Do you go to a large Ivy League school? you go to HBCU? Or do you go to a school in between, like a state school uh, for uh, attendance uh, for college? So, and, and then this does not even take into account, well, what happens if a person wants to go for a graduate degree? Well, that's going to be uh, impacted as well. And I would just have to say that it's a burden not only to the student, but to the family of someone who's facing almost $180,000 worth of uh, uh, student debt. To me, that's just not right. And uh, maybe it's just an aspect of looking at different um, schools to attend uh, so as not to, to burden oneself. And uh, perhaps that is the answer. So um, this is all I have for this episode. But one thing I want you to do is to have some conversations uh, with your child, your grandchild, your extended family, have a talk with the uh, university and, and see what they may be able to do. And uh, that will uh, truly make a difference because not only uh, with some of these financial aid packages, but they have work study built in there too, where a student have to work on campus to help pay for part of their tuition, which is fine. And, uh, but these student loan debts is not only a crisis today, but it will be a crisis a, a decade from now because it has to be worked out between the White House and Congress. And then families have to decide, is this the route they wanna take with their child? Did you come out burdened with debt? Or do you find alternative means of education that will still give you the quality of lifestyle you have without all the debt uh, being uh, saddled by all the debt. So again, my name is Paul Lawrence Van, and this is day 14 of the National Financial Literacy Month. And my series is going for 30 straight days. So I'm almost halfway through it. Uh, have your family, friends, and your colleagues rate and review this episode, episode 221 of Wealth Academy podcast for my National Financial Literacy Month series. Have a great day and see you on the next episode. Again, Paul Lawrence Van, it was great being with you today and enjoy it to the fullest. Goodbye and I'll Thanks see you Thanks for on listening the next to episode. Wealth Academy Podcast. Please subscribe and rate this episode on Apple Podcasts or wherever you get your podcasts. To get you or someone you know assessed for Paul's online financial freedom courses or money coaching in addition to resources associated with this podcast, 
email paul at info at paulvanspeaks.com.